Hello, and you're very welcome to the Untapped Marketing Podcast with myself, Daniel Murray. This is episode four, and I'll be looking at growth marketing. What is it, and why you should be using it in your business? And I hope you enjoy, and I'm just going to get straight into it. So, a quick Google search of growth marketing pulls up a result from iterable.com. I'm just going to read it off to set some context. So they say, this is a direct quote, growth marketing focuses on customer relationship building and fostering loyalty. It's a long-term strategy where authenticity and engagement creates advocacy and organically grows customer lifetime values. Okay, so let's think about that for a second. So we've heard the definition and now we should look at unpacking that a little bit. So what is growth marketing really? I think growth marketers really focus on the entire customer life cycle from that moment that the lead first touches the awareness stage to long after they make a purchase and become actual customers of your business. So growth marketers, their key focus is on retaining customers and also generating referrals from those customers. So that really separates growth marketing from the other disciplines and it makes it really attractive to businesses in the current climate, aka COVID-19, when a lot of people have lost um, cash and been hemorrhaging clients um, due to the nature of the pandemic. Now, I don't want to overly focus on COVID and the pandemic because number one, people are sick of hearing about it. And number two, growth marketing has been here before and will be here after uh, COVID-19 decides to go away. So just for context, the reason it's become topical at the moment is because COVID-19 has shoehorned lots of traditional marketeers into lead-focused new roles. Really because in a year where churn rates increased so much and new business decreased, growth became an essential need for the business. So a lot of C-suite discussions went from maybe some nice to have KPIs to some essential KPIs. And the CFO, financial controller, whoever minds the money in your business really became a key decision maker um, in the time. It was really, really difficult. People were worried. So what that meant was KPIs maybe went from brand awareness type KPIs to KPIs like SQLs for hard leads, ROI of course, looked at lifetime value so your clv your cac of course and your i suppose overall cost of marketing in general was really uh under the microscope so that kind of had a two-pronged effect on most startup or most business strategies really in general and it looked like this number one marketers needed to grow business with new leads quickly and number two double down and retain as much existing business as possible, which made that whole kind of post-purchase customer success phase really, really important um, in 2020, and it still is in 2021. Cliché, but I'm going to say it. Always be growing. So we know the context. COVID is tough. So in a world where retention and steady acquisition is now everything, a marketeer who can tighten the sales funnel and execute a growth strategy that delivers consistent sales pipeline is a really valuable asset. So to break it down in its essence, 
Growth marketing is a dynamic function that shifts the focus back onto the customer. And here's a really good quote. HubSpot say, growth marketing is removing the boundaries of marketing to enable every aspect of the customer experience. And this is a really important bit, to focus on attracting more engaged customers. So to break that down in its essence, seems growth marketing is a dynamic function that shifts the focus right back onto the customer. Question then, growth hacking versus growth marketing, are they the same thing? Being honest, it's close but not quite. To simply put it, you're not wrong if you think this, but they can be found in the same family tree, but they're not exactly the same thing. So... To unpack it, growth marketing is a broader concept that a business sets out to grow its audience and then go about testing various channels to see what works, whereas growth hacking really doubles down on the execution of a specific tactic on a specific channel. So that grows that audience generally with little cash resource. So growth marketing is the wider piece and growth hacking is the tactic that you will implement. I hope that makes sense. Now, so in case you're not drowning in quotes and jargon, I am just going to add one final nail to this piece before I move on. So in 2010, Sean Ellis of Dropbox, he coined the term growth hacking. So what he did do is he really laid down the term to the world with a specific definition. He wrote a piece on how to find a growth hacker for your startup. So a nice title, but what did he really say? So I've pulled a quote here and I've actually stuck it in the article that I have written to accompany this podcast. And I'm just going to read it directly because it's pretty good. So Ella says, a growth hacker is a person whose true north is growth. Everything they do is scrutinized by its potential impact on scalable growth. Is positioning important? Only if a case can be made that it is important for driving sustainable growth. And generally, there's always a case. An effective growth hacker also needs to be disciplined to follow a growth hacking process of prioritizing ideas, their own and others in the company. So that cross team collaboration comes in there. It needs to test the ideas and being analytical enough to know which tested growth drivers to keep, which ones to cut. The faster this process can be repeated, the more likely they'll find scalable, repeatable ways to grow the business. That's Sean Ellis. So we've heard from HubSpot and we've now heard from Sean Ellis and the guys at Dropbox on growth marketing. But we haven't really looked at traditional marketing and we haven't really looked at how it's different from growth marketing, how the two may differ. So like I always do, I got lost in a few rabbit holes and I found a really good article from the guys at Advanced B2B. It covers five major ways that growth marketing is different from traditional marketing. And what I'll do here is I'll just simply list them out. It helped paint a picture in my mind, so I think it will do the same for you guys when you're listening in. I'll also link the article in the description so you can have a read of it yourself and make your own mind up. So I'm gonna do this as a side-by-side because the way they present it in the blog is traditional marketing on the left with its comparison growth marketing on the right. So start from the top, and this should paint a picture. So traditional marketing is quite company centric, whereas growth marketing 
is all about the customer, so quite customer-centric. Traditional marketing is always quite tactical and campaign-driven, which I do agree with. Growth marketing has been pushed towards being more strategy-first and analyzing the data and the market and the customer profiles before pushing marketing activity live. Trad marketing, generally, as we've seen, quite acquisition-only focused. And we do know from listening in so far that growth marketing focuses on making customers advocates and referrals. So it makes sense that growth marketing would focus on three key things, acquisition, retention, and of course, in-product upselling. So you're touching on product-led growth there, making the product the main driver of growth. And the fourth piece, trad marketing, sometimes can be quite opinion-based, um, anecdotal possibly, whereas growth marketing pins itself on evidence-based, so your data, your analytics, your customer surveys, uh, that makes sense. And then the fifth piece, annual planning, whereas growth marketing looks at agile marketing operations and changing things up and using data. So this far, we've looked at growth marketing, we've looked at growth hacking, we've looked at the differences between traditional marketing and growth marketing. So it makes sense now to ask the question, what are the characteristics of a successful growth marketeer? So we can kind of see an outline of a shape of what this candidate may look like. The next question that we should ask is, what skills are the most important? What skills are more important than others when it comes to excelling in a growth role? So pause. This is a poignant question, especially because there's no real predetermined path to becoming a growth marketeer. And to unpack the subtleties between the trad marketing teams we may be familiar with and those who adhere to growth marketing principles. I reached out to my network recently and I spoke to a couple of colleagues in the hiring sector and senior leadership positions just to get a feel of it. And what I found was four competencies emerged in what a successful growth marketer should look like. So I'm going to share them here with you. Number one, you need to have a ruthlessly commercial mindset for renewed and new business. This is really important. Number two, analytical capability that leads strategic thinking which we call data-driven marketing number three you need channel specific expertise so you need to know what works for a specific client or business type number four cross-functional channel project management for stakeholders and internals alike it's really important as we all work remotely or at least hybridly that you can own drive and understand multiple projects when the pressure is on to drive growth So this section is about conversations that can emerge when your higher-ups want growth pretty quickly and upward management is needed or good upward management skills are required. So don't go straight to the nearest DOI store and buy a bag of miracle Grow or something else that you think will spontaneously crack the growth needs of your company. It doesn't work like that. Really, what you're looking at here is communication flow between you and your direct report. Could be CMO, could be CEO, whoever you report to, really. It's important to keep them in the loop. So we have a rule in my current job of no surprises. So we meet quite regularly and discuss how we're going to go and achieve growth. And I feel when everybody's on the same page and talking about the same KPIs, 
and marketing playbook tactics the conversations are generally a lot better so when you test and the test comes back with great results brilliant nobody cares but it's in those dips and those failures you need to have everybody aligned early so we can understand what we tried to do and what we didn't do and how we can optimize that going forward so communication is really key in that managing upward i would definitely say so you're probably thinking thanks for that i actually have a great relationship with my manager so <laughs> i'm still back at square one uh, i say okay let's step back and look at some strategy or some different ways of thinking that will help you achieve growth so I always try and look at people who do it really, really well. So there's no point reinventing the wheel sometimes. So the guys at Drift break it down for us pretty simply in terms of tuning up your growth mindset. So this will help you. They've said here, and I'll just quote directly, successful marketing is no longer about the top of the funnel and acquiring customers. It's all about acquiring customers who are going to stick around. So that retention piece is key there again. They go on to say, Growth without retention isn't really growth after all, which is fair enough. And growth is more important than ever. So growth marketing isn't about fixating on one part of your funnel. It's really about looking at your entire customer life cycle and using those insights to create compounding returns that drive more engaged customers. So your strategy piece there that you can work on is look at the customer insights of previous activity and see how you can make those 1% changes to your activity that really help people stick around and create that growth arc that you really wanted to achieve in your, in your marketing team. So brilliant stuff. Your strategy head is now firmly screwed onto your shoulders and you're ready to go and start talking strategy and start looking at things that will drive that kind of one percent growth the small changes that we always talk about in marketing especially in growth marketing so what i would recommend is consider a few things number one like we said embrace the creative data can really dull wider campaign side of things make campaigns boring robotic we've all been served a couple of ads that are so clearly marketing campaigns they're nearly nothing else so people are just allergic to those type of marketing campaigns brings me on to the next point know what your customer and your ideal buyer persona eats for breakfast so user data is everything your buyer data is key solve for x and what i mean by x is their pain point and cultivate long-term commercial relationships with these prospects because it will really matter even if you do manage to get somebody in the door as a prospect in the first year or however long your subscription cycle is they probably just bounce off if you don't really care about what they're doing, their pain. So you have to develop that. And then on the way to pulling in leads or cultivating prospects or leads for sales, you'll be doing a lot of testing. So this is a key skill and you should be able to pull the plug early. And what I mean by pulling the plug early is if you're not from my neck of the woods in Ireland, I mean develop the skill to admit failure in your marketing at the right time i'm as guilty as anybody i've been halfway down the road committed to great creative copy landing pages unique link tracking uh, the whole shebang i'm mean, real really there probably wasn't fit or enough consideration put in the actual messaging or who we were actually targeting and it's easy then to say oh well i've put 
X amount of time into a, a project or a campaign and kicking it live because you feel like the work and time validates the quality of the ad or the campaign it's 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 hard to admit sometimes that sometimes you just have to pull the plug kill the campaign and just admit defeat and go back to the drawing board and 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 try again the key here is not leaving it too long so in a couple of teams that i've managed and a couple of environments that i've been in we use quite agile principles where we would use daily stand-ups or every second day stand-ups to look at the north star metrics of that campaign and see how the kpis are ticking over and we would also look at ancillary metrics that maybe indicate how a campaign is performing but i have been on a few of those calls where we've called it quits we've optimized we've tested we've iterated and we've tried again so you have to be honest with yourself as well i think if you if you consider those points you'll be well on your way to having a great relationship with your boss and a great campaign set up for growth Recently, one of my colleagues poked fun at me on these podcasts and my blogs because they joked, you can't go five minutes without me at least dropping in the three letters, which are KPI or KPIs. And I wouldn't be doing a, I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't mention them in in regards to growth marketeers and growth marketing in general. So this section is KPIs and growth marketers, and we'll just go through it pretty quickly. So top line, as marketers, we're sometimes incentivized to go for the quick wins, and the need to meet acquisition-focused KPIs can often mean lead gen can become the only thing in town that really matters in review calls, which is tricky. So in terms of issues a lot of teething problems i've seen have arisen when a stakeholder or stakeholders are not universally aligned to one goal so if marketing is focused on lead gen but accounts or sales or another party are advising a retention approach it's probably going to cause friction it's probably also going to cause a break even because if people are saying retention we should be focusing on churn specifically Whereas if one side of the house is saying lead gen, we should probably be focusing on SQLs. But uh, a broken approach will just lead to, I suppose, conflict and focusing on mixed metrics, which generally doesn't achieve growth. So there's no point setting KPIs really to SQLs if for new wins, if the business requires a customer success program that keeps turn low. And... Once again, I went to Google and I went fishing and I found Todd Barnett, who is the chief revenue officer for Drift. And he was speaking about unifying over the core metrics and keeping focus on what's important. So this is what he had to say for himself. I thought it was really interesting. Unifying your core metrics is necessary to solve the disconnect between marketing, sales and CS. Once teams have a single source of truth around metrics and data, instead of debating who's got the right number or why the data doesn't match up, companies can then identify deal risk and upsides. They can accelerate current quarter pipeline and accurately predict revenue and forecast future quarters. So we can see the real benefit of having streamlined, well-communicated KPIs early. Really, on a foundational level, 
I would say everyone needs to be working towards a common goal. With the right metrics in place, go-to-market teams can approach the right initiatives and move the revenue needle forward in the, in the growth direction, I should say. So this is the, the closing commentary section, I suppose, and always give some final thoughts on, on the matter that we've just discussed. So I think growth marketing, in its true essence, what it really does is it isolates variables that make prospects tick when they engage with you and your business. So you'll go on a journey and you'll discover key messages that work, some that don't remember, and be able to proliferate that across your entire organization and your points of customer communication, like your website and your marketing points. The real simple bow on the box message is, in 2021, keep it simple, conduct experiments to improve the results of your activity, align the metrics and if there's a certain metric that you want to impact positively, growth marketing and growth hacking specifically can move the dial to help. Thanks for listening to the Untapped Marketing Podcast with me, Daniel Murray. Please like, subscribe, and the big one, tell a friend. It really helps the podcast grow. I'll catch you next week. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye.